Okay, so this week, reading about the birth of Yitzchak. Hashem promises Avram that he and Sarah will have a child. And then the Torah talks about how Yitzchak is born and how Avram Avinu, when he heard that Hashem given this amazing promise, he's going to have a child, his reaction was, you can't be serious, not because he didn't believe Hashem had the power to do it, but he didn't feel that he was worthy of such a miracle. So Avram's response to Hashem that he's going to have a child was, Lu I wish Yishmoel would live before you. I wish that my Yishmoel would be okay, that he'll, as Rashi says, live before you, means he should live with reverence for Hashem. I wish he would be okay spiritually. Your promise to me about Yitzchak, it's a great promise, but I don't think that could happen to me because I know myself, says Avram, I know that I'm undeserving of such a great miracle. Rashi says, Avram said, I am unable to receive such a great reward. And therefore, instead, Avram says to Hashem, I want you to bless me that my son Yishmuel should live with reverence of you. So Avram's request that Yishmael be okay, Hashem says, Yishmael Shmaiticha, I hear you about Yishmael, I hear you, that's, that's a great request you have, it's, it's fine, but that has nothing to do with the Jewish people and your destiny. Um, instead, Avol, Hashem says, but that's not the point. That's not your point, that's not what you're about. Sarah, Ishtacha, your wife Sarah will have a child. So it could be your request about Yishmael will be, be fulfilled. It could be that Yishmael will be okay. But that's not what you're about. What you're about is Yitzchak. So let's understand this a little bit. What, what's wrong with a Yishmael who is going to live not just with fear of Hashem, but fear of Hashem the way Avram understood what reverence for Hashem meant. On the level that Avram Avinu was, would find acceptable. We're talking about you know, a professional, uh, world-class level of fear of Hashem from the first believer. What he considers a good relationship with Hashem, Yishmael, I'll tell you, Yishmael had that. Still, Hashem says, it's not enough. So, well, the way things actually panned out, the Torah says, Yishmael was a para Adam, Yishmael was a wild man, and you don't need too many explanations to figure out the virtue of Yitzchak and how his virtue surpassed that of Yishmael, because Yishmael wasn't a very great guy. But let's say Avram Avinu's request would be fulfilled, and Yishmael would be a great guy. What's Hashem saying to Avram, Avol, but no, that's not the point. Why not? Why couldn't a Yishmael who was living in a deeply connected way with Hashem, in the way that Avram satisfied, be the appropriate progeny of the Jewish people of Avram and continue his legacy. Why is Hashem so insistent in saying to him, no, that's not what you're about. 
Yitzchak will be your offspring. And as the Torah says that um, eventually when there was an argument about the inheritance, uh, Yishmael sent away. And Hashem, Avram felt pain by this, but Hashem told him, whatever Sarah tells you, if you listen to her. So what's exactly, what is missing in a, in a very religious Yishmael, not religious, but in a very pious Yishmael, that Hashem says to um, Avram, that's not what you're about. So there are basically two differences between Yishmael and Yitzchak. And from these two differences, we'll understand why Hashem was insistent that Yishmael couldn't be the pro- appropriate progeny of Avram. Let's first look at this superficially, then we'll go deeper. Differences are like this. Yitzchak is born through a miracle. Avram is 100 years old, Sarah is 9 years old. It's impossible for them to have children. However, Yishmael was born in a natural way. Yishmael was born naturally. It's one difference between them. Second difference is, oh, let's just continue on the first difference for a second. Not just the birth of the Jewish people is through a miracle, but the Jewish continuity is also a miraculous thing. As the Talmud says, we are like one sheep among 70 wolves. And the fact that we're still here is only because there is a great shepherd that protects us, but naturally we would have been gone a long time ago. So the birth of the Jewish people and the existence of the Jewish people is miraculous. But by the relationship that Yishmael had with Hashem, it seems that he actually surpassed Yitzchak. In fact, he told Yitzchak so. He said, as a Medrash says, Yishmael declared to Yitzchak, you know, I am more beloved by Hashem than you are. God loves me more. Why? Because I had a circumcision at the age of 13 years old. So I am more beloved than you are. And Yitzchak says to Yishmael, no, I'm more beloved than you are because I had a circumcision at eight days old. Now, on the surface, Yishmael seems to be correct. Yishmael having a circumcision at the age of 13 years old is something that he did as a somewhat mature person with his mind. He agreed. It wasn't like he was forced to do it. And um, it seems that his decision is um, significant. And Yitzhak's circumcision that they just did for him, without him consenting even, it seems to be something that uh, is negligible compared to the covenant that Yishmo um, makes with Hashem. It seems not just that it's better, Yishmo's covenant, but it doesn't seem that Yitzhak even has a covenant. What does a covenant mean? A covenant means a, means a promise. Yishmoel made a promise. He made a covenant. He made a pro- promise, and that was something that was part of his flesh and blood. The promise that he made intellectually and emotionally and consciously, that would become part of it. But Yitzhak, there's no decision that Yitzhak made. Yitzhak is just given a circumcision, without any, uh, not even asking him. So, so we need to understand what's, what exactly does Yitzhak, Yitzhak mean when he says, I am more precious because my circumcision was then eight days old. How is that better? Seemingly, in the surface, Yishmael seems to be correct. So, what these two differences between Yishmael and Yitzhak tell us, Yishmael is born in a natural way, and Yitzhak is born in a supernatural way. 
that Yishmael's covenant is based upon his decision, and Yitzchak's covenant is not based on his decision, both these differences speak of something deeper. Is the relationship based on Hashem, or is it based upon the human? In Yishmael's connection to Hashem, his connection is based on his humanness. He is born in a natural way. He's born in a, in a way according to nature. So his connection to Hashem also is a natural connection, meaning it's according to what his mind accepts. He is born in a natural way. And his mind also de- develops a relationship with Hashem. His, his connection is based upon him, based upon his humanness. His humanness motivates him to connect to Hashem, and he is born as a human being, as a natural human being. So his whole um, bond with Hashem is, is uh, based on himself. Unlike the first words to Avram that we just read yesterday, Hashem, the first thing the Torah tells us about Avram is God spoke to Avram. The connection between Avram and Hashem is not based upon Avram's amazing achievements up to this point. Avram did have a lot to, to, to be proud of until he turned 75 years old. The Torah omits this from the narrative of Avram's life. Why? Because that doesn't actually tell us what Avram's relationship to Hashem is about. His relationship to Hashem is not about him being the smart three-year-old who recognizes Hashem. He's not about the, um, the majestic hero who burns and destroys the, the uh, idols of his father. He's not the um, saint who allows himself to be thrown into fire for his belief in Hashem. That's not who he is. Those are things he does. Those are things which are very impressive, but that's not the basis, that's not the foundation of his relationship to Hashem. Instead, what's relationship, what is his, what is his, um, what's the, how do the curtains open on the biblical stage? The curtains open, God speaks to Avram. Why are the curtains open then? Because relationship to Hashem and Avram it's based on Hashem's, it's, a, it's based upon Hashem, it's not based upon humanness. It's so delicious to see you. Want to have some tea or coffee? Or you have something. So, so what we're basically left with, with it so far is this. Yishmuel did have a lot to be proud of in his connection to Hashem. He did make a conscious decision. But Yishmoel is just another part of creation. There, there are different kinds of creatures. There, there are four kinds of creatures. There are the vegetation, animal, human, inanimate. And among humans themselves, there are humans which are more refined, less refined. So Yishmoel is a very... He's, if, if Adam's request is fulfilled, that he'll be a man living with reverence for Hashem, he would merit to be a very pious, very wonderful human being. But that's all limited. It's all limited because it's based upon the human experience, the human decision. What's unique about Yitzchak and the Jewish people is that it's not based upon our human. It's not based upon our mind, not based upon our feeling. Our connection to Hashem is not based on who we are and how we feel. Rather, it's because of Hashem. And that's why, how is Yitzchak, Yitzchak born? Yitzchak is born, is born through a miracle of Hashem. His very birth is about Hashem doing something miraculous, something which is clearly a godly thing, not something which, which is connected to the way the world is, something which is otherworldly. And so too Yitzhak's decision, or non-decision, to have a covenant with Hashem, 
is also wh- where's the covenant made? As as Dr. Bresson was asking yesterday, why is that? Why is that a big deal? He made a covenant. No one asked him, and the answer is it's not a big deal because of what he did. It's, he didn't do anything. You're right. It's a big deal because he didn't do anything. It's a big deal because who did everything? Hashem. Just like Avram's own circumcision. Just in the Torah, Avram was afraid to be circumcised. He was older. He was afraid he couldn't do it. And Hashem came and Hashem helped him circumcise himself. As the Torah says, V'choras habris, Hashem made a covenant with him. He stretched forth his hand, held onto the knife with Avram, and helped Avram do the circumcision physically. And just like Hashem helped Avram do the circumcision physically, so too spiritually, conceptually, what was the covenant based on? It was God making the covenant. That's why Hashem uses an unusual um, line in His promises to Avram. I will create you as, as a great nation. I will make you a great nation. But Hashem is saying to Avram is that you're going to be something brand new. That, that there are... There are creatures in the world, but you're not going to be, you're not going to be a creature. You're not, you're, not, you're not part of creation at all. You're a Jew. And what's a Jew? A Jew is some, some, a godly being. So, Avram's bond with Hashem, as Hashem says, is an eternal bond. Why is it eternal? Yishmol's bond was not eternal. Yishmol's bond stopped. When did it stop? It stopped when there was a question about inheritance. The question about inheritance, so then right away he throws the whole thing out. Why does he throw the whole thing out? Because the whole thing is based upon him and how he feels and what he thinks. So when there is something that challenges how he thinks and feels, okay, so it's not worth it. But Avram Hashem tells him, Brisi bibsarchim, will be my covenant in your flesh forever. Those two words are, 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 tell us something. Number one, it's my covenant. Number two, it's in your flesh how could a spiritual covenant be in your flesh? Because it's a godly thing, because it's infinite, because it's coming from Hashem. Therefore, it not only makes a physical, indelible uh, imprint on the human body, but the covenant is also a holy covenant that connects with our, our physical human lives. So, let's, um, so that's, that's a basic idea. The difference between Avram and, Yish- and Yishmael's covenant is that Avram's covenant is made by Hashem. But even Avram, his covenant is still at the age of 99 years old. So it's still, you don't see so much the godliness in it. it, it you see more this pious man hears the, God's voice and he listens to God's voice and he goes out of his way and, he, and he's 99 years old despite how old he is and he overcomes a challenge and he gets circumcised. Wow. The wow factor of Avram actually ruins the real majesty of the moment. The majesty of the moment isn't that he is this incredible tzaddik who decides to circumcise himself. That's true. That's Avram's humanness. That's Avram's human side. What's unique about the moment is not that it's, it's that Hashem is a covenant with him. And, and therefore, in Yitzchak's circumcision, when Yitzchak is born right away then, as soon as he's born, the, the, the commandments change. Till that point, you get circumcised at the age of 13. I think the Ramam says till today, there's a mitzvah of circumcision for, for um, you, you, those descendants of Yishmolta at the age of 13. No? Is that my, my off? We circumcise the dead. They circumcise the dead. Who does? Ishmaelites? No, no, no. Oh. Huh? 
Kedusha. Kedusha. No, I'm talking with the Arabs. Yeah, I know. I know. That's the man that got circumcised at the age of 16. Oh. I, I was once in Cardiff, and uh, this Muslim uh, guy comes over to me, Cardiff in uh, Wales, and he comes over to me and he's like, hey, do you know anyone, like I was in this mall, in, in Marks Mar- Mar- and Spencer, that's what it's called? Right. I'm out at Marks and Spencer's in Cardiff, and this guy comes over to me and says, hey, uh, do you know anyone who does circumcisions? I'm like, why? Well, we have a we have a child. We want to get him circumcised. So, their um, their um, their the circumcision at thirteen is you know it's 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 a it's a coming of age. It's a it's a decision. It's a it's it's a relationship. But but the the lahavdil yitzchak circumcision is there's no majesty. There's no magnanimity. There's no, there's nothing. Why? Because it's not human. It's not human based. It's it's a godly thing. And that's why it's, it's eternal. And that's why also um, what it produces is something which is otherworldly. People think, for example, faith in Hashem, belief in Hashem, is a quality. It's a, it's a, it's a, um, it's a virtue. It's a virtue. It's a, it's a noble virtue. Someone has faith in Hashem. We don't believe that faith in Hashem is a virtue. We believe faith in Hashem is a gift. Hashem gave us a gift that we believe in Hashem. God shines in our soul in a way that produces this faith that we have in Hashem. And this is not just... And, and, and the way to bring this into the body, into, the, into our life, in, into, in a vivid way, is through circ- circumcision. Circumcision allows the Hashem's light to penetrate our consciousness. And women who do not need to be circumcised, they have this naturally, without, without an act of circumcision. But what, what, what the circumcision does, or what it doesn't do, is it doesn't, it's not, it's not, it's not the, this magnanimous, heroic act. It's not. It's, it's just, it's a, it's a mitzvah of Hashem, Hashem's commandment, God's commandment. It's a, it's a godly thing. And, and our faith in Hashem is also, it's a godly thing. We believe in Hashem in simple faith. Not because we are so amazing. We are children of this brilliant guy, Avram, who recognized the fallacy of all the idols of his time. That was, that was intellectual. Well, in Avram's own, own life, there's different stages. There are different opinions, but when Avram recognized Hashem, it was at the age of three, at the age of 48. And there the different kinds of revelation of godliness that he experienced. Intellectual, or was God revealed himself to him, as I mentioned before, that Avram experienced a revelation of Hashem at the age of 75 when God spoke to him. Different things happened in Avram's life. But for us, our faith in Hashem is because Hashem's light shines in us. It's not... It's not a, a intellectual, it's not emotional, it's godly. So in one sentence, what we've learned today is this. Relationship between a Jew and Hashem is not based upon us, it's based upon Him. It's, a, it's not a human, natural condition, it's not a, it's, rather it's a godly thing. And therefore two things. Jews exist. We exist because of the miracle of Hashem. We were born through a miracle. Our, our bond with Hashem is not a logical bond, it's, it's a godly bond. And therefore, it's not something which we could accept or reject. It's something which is part of us. We, are, we have a connection to Hashem because Hashem chose to connect with us. And we merely are expressing that connection by fulfilling His mitzvah of circumcision. And so, and therefore, our, 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 we, we're not considered, based on this, another part of creation. As the Kuzari writes, there are four parts of creation and there's a Jew. He actually says it's, it's not, it's, not, it's, not a, it's not another part of creation. It's a godly being. That's what a Jew is. 
And uh, therefore our faith in Hashem is, is a godly faith. It's, something we're, it's, it's, it's about the Hashem shining His light in our souls that we feel His presence. And therefore it's uh, eternal, it's, it's forever. Any questions or comments? All right. Thank you. A pleasure. How long are you in town?